What's good, Wizards fans and Washington Wizards lose to the Atlanta Hawks 116 to 134, but it looks like the young guys are developing more and more. Johnny Davis finishes the game with 20 points. Daniel Gafford with 25 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Jordan Goodwin with a solid showing as well. And Jay Huff showing a lot of potential. And Wes Unsell Jr. is coming back to D.C. next year. Well, let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And once again, the Washington Wizards lose to the Atlanta Hawks 116 to 134. Uh, right now in the standings, they are the one, two, three, four, five, six. They have the sixth worst lottery odds. They are a half a game behind the Portland Trailblazers uh, for the fifth uh, worst lottery or the fifth fifth worst record in the league and the fifth best lottery odds. Uh, it does not look like the Blazers are going to win another game. Uh, it doesn't look like the Wizards are going to win another game either. Um, and this was the Wizards' last home uh, last row game of the season there's only two games left the heat on friday night at home and the rockets at home on sunday night which me and brandon are going to the game uh so if you guys are going to the game on sunday night or sunday uh afternoon on easter sunday let us know we can definitely try to do a meet and greet or something like that uh, but let's get into the game here which young guy stood out to you the most um i know you guys are expecting johnny davis but i'm gonna flip it man i don't know that when we think of young guys, we think of Johnny Davis, Kisper, Denny. But I actually, you know, kind of consider Gaff a young guy. You know, he coming over from Chicago, you know, he was a young piece. And 25 points, 10 rebounds, and he hit a couple of mid-range jumpers, man. He's seriously working on his game, man. You know, if you if you notice, uh, especially in the second half of the season, you know, he's starting to put the ball on the floor more. He started, he's got more post moves. You know, he's just he's really working on his game. And this is what I like to see from Daniel Gafford. Because, again, next season he's going to an extension. So this is what you want to see from a guy who's going to an extension, working on his game. So, yeah, out of the young guys, he imp- he, he impressed me the, um, the most tonight, man. Um, of course, Johnny Davis, 20 points again, 8 for 18 from the field. He continues to show a lot of progress. And I love what I see from Johnny Davis. And Goodwin, 10 points, 6 assists. In a starting point guard role, this is the second game in a row where he has some really good assist numbers. So he really gets to the of the role of point guard and distributing the ball, and I like that. I like what I see from Goodwin. Uh, Kispert, a little underwhelming, but 12 points he contributed. Uh, Gill, four points. But, you know, you know, Gill, you know his MO, you know, he he what he does doesn't really fit into a category. You know, the toughness, the, you know, the, the effort. Um, Jay Huff, wow. Uh, G League Defensive Player of the Year. And if you look at him and then you look at uh, Q Jack, man, uh, Quentin Jackson, man, I like what they got going on over there at Capital City Go-Go, man. What they're able to do with these guys and really prepare them to be, you know, NBA-ready guys. These guys come in and they're contributing. You know, Jay Huff, man, I would like to see him get some minutes next year. You know, he fits the mold of a modern-day NBA big. He can defend. He can shoot the three. You know, I'm really interested to see how he does in summer league and really what what his future is in D.C. because I think he has a future here. Same thing with Quentin Jackson. Homeboy can fly, man. I mean, he's got some serious hops, and he's he's the most athletic guy on the team, in my opinion. I mean, he I mean, he's moving, he's fast, you know. So those are two guys that I'm really interested to see their progression going into next season. 
Um, and then, you know, Xavier Cooks, he's kind of building up. And, you know, you can tell that Australia is a different speed, man. So, you know, he's really coming, you know, he's trying to figure out the speed of the NBA, and I get it. 6.6 rebounds, um, especially defensively. He's really got to get with the speed on the defensive end because, you know, he came over with the MO with him being a defensive guy. And the last game, man, you know, he, <laughs> you know, they, they tested him with that defensive, man. So, um, yeah, overall, good game for these young guys. Good progression. That's all you want to see. Because, again, you know, whether the organization wants to admit it or not, it's tank mode. So <laughs> that's where I'm at with it, man. It's good to see the young guys getting some playing, man. Yeah, 110%. I mean, uh, even Denny is out now with the uh, elbow let's say tendonitis or something like that. Uh, so it's just giving more guys an opportunity to play. It basically was the capital city go-go out there at one point, especially towards the end of the game when the game was out of reach. Um, but, yeah, Jay Huff has been really impressive, man. I didn't get to see much of the game against the Bucks, but I, I saw they had a good game against, you know, Brooke Lopez and Giannis. I guess a really good competition. And this guy was the defensive player of the year in the G League for a reason. Went to Virginia University. Like you said, it's very versatile, can shoot the three. Very athletic, had a nice reverse dunk as well. Um, can put the ball on the floor a little bit, blocking shots, had three blocks. Um, I, I'm intrigued, man. I think he can be a, a solid backup or a rotational center for the Wizards. And uh, he is a modern-day big, man. And he just has to get in the weight room. I know Marcin, Marcin Gortat is supposed to be a, a, maybe a, possibly a full-time assistant coach with the team next year. Um, and I think he, if he can get in the weight room with Marcin Gortat um, and put some weight on him and keep that athleticism, then you know he can go down there and bang with some of the other bigs in the league for sure. Uh, but he rebounds the ball pretty well. He, he had four boards. You know, I, I do think he can rebound more than that. Um, but he, he's in there just flying around. He's a smart basketball, five for six, two for three from the three-point line. Um, I'm impressed. I'm intrigued. I think he can definitely come in and contribute and uh, stretch the floor, you know, pick and roll, pick and pop. Um, there's many things. You can, he's a lob threat. So there's many things he can do uh, right now, you know, because in the G League, they were getting, you know, guys like Jaime Echenique and, um, Vernon Carey, and I like those guys, but they couldn't really stretch the floor. They couldn't shoot. They're kind of old-school bigs, back to the baskets, lower feet. Um, but Jay Huff, he, he doesn't have the quickest feet in the world, but he looks like he has potential in that he can get some minutes and contribute in a meaningful game for sure. I like He runs the floor well, too. So I, I really like what I've seen uh, from Jay Huff for sure. Kendrick Nunn, uh, he's auditioning for, uh, you know, being a, as a free agent next year, he's auditioning for a team and his NBA career. So, you know, he's getting 17 shots, 15 points. I mean, more shots than points. I don't blame Kendrick Nunn at all. He's trying to keep, he's trying to keep uh, a job in the NBA. So he's doing what he has to do uh, for himself. Johnny Davis, he's starting to figure out the in-between game, the mid-range game, the floater, keeping guys on his back, going up against DeJounte Murray, who's a really good defender. DeJounte Murray was all defensive NBA uh, one year with the Spurs, um, and he's great at getting steals. And, and Johnny Davis did a, a great job um, getting by his man, had an one on Garrison Matthews toward the end. So um, I saw he had a nice dunk on Drew Holiday yesterday too against the Bucks. So I've been very impressed with him. Um, and it's just confidence with Johnny. That's all it is, man. And he's looking very confident out there, very decisive not being uh, timid or just thinking too much. He's making a decision, and I love that for him. So I'm happy that he's getting 36 minutes. He got 36 minutes today. Um, one Hit one three, one for four, missed the free throw as well, but I'm, I'm impressed with what he's doing. Uh, Corey Kispert didn't have his best game, 12 points. Uh, Gafford, 25 and 10, mid-range shot, like you said, like you said as well. Um Improving on trying just to trying to just do things that he doesn't do in a normal game, and I like that from him. Energy, bunch of dunks, eight for ten from the field. Uh, Gill, four points. 
Uh, Xavier Cooks had a nice alley oop, so he showed off some of the athleticism. He did have a flagrant one on on Trey on uh, Trey Young, but Trey Young got a lot of calls today, and that's just what it's going to be. Uh, that's not the reason why we lost, but Trey Young was 16 for 18 from the free throw line. That's ridiculous. 18 free throws in one game is just insane. Uh, so that's just that's what he did tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to dissect the game too much because. We just know what it is. I mean, the Wizards were all from the three-point line. Excuse me, six for 28 from the three-point line. The Hawks were 13 for 30. They shot 40 free throws to our 26. Um, 87% from the free throw line. They out-rebounded us. We had sixty. We had 66 points in the paint to their 50. Um, but like I said, there's, there's no need to really go into a deep analysis about the game because we know what the Wizards are trying to do, and uh, the Hawks are going to make the playoffs. So um, Jordan Goodwin played. He, I thought he had some good moments tonight, too. He had a, he had a nice dunk. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I said, um, good quality minutes from these young guys, man. And it, again, this is a testament to Capital City Go-Go. What they're doing over there, you know, they're, they're doing good things over there as far as developing these guys and really playing good basketball over there. And I, I'll tell you what, you know, with Wes coming back and obviously Tommy coming back, I, there's one move I would like to see is Amber Nichols being promoted to assistant GM of the Washington Wizards. I think that's an easy call. You know, what she's been able to do over there with the Capital City Go-Go Man is she's worked wonders with getting a lot of these guys ready for, you know, to coming in and, you know, especially, you know, this year and especially last year. People forget all the injuries and all the COVID we had last year. And a lot of these Go-Go guys came in and, and they contributed right away. And the same thing this year. So, no, nah, I mean, I would like to see Amber Nichols get promoted to assistant GM of the Wizards. That's just me because I've been very impressed with what, what the Capital City Go-Go has been able to do developing these guys. Um, So, Jay Huffman, this is actually his second time with the team. You know, they reacquired him, and I was I was high on him before. UVA guy, straight out of Charlottesville. So, you know, he's a lo- local cat, or he went to college local. And I he, I think that he could be that backup big role next year because, again, you know, I like his dog. You know, I like his defense. You know, the fact that he can stretch the floor. But Johnny Davis, man, you know, he, he well, this was his MO, in, you know, at Wisconsin. You know, he started slow, took him a little bit to kind of, you know, get the game going. and But now, you know, he's really picking up the speed of the game. And, man, he – he looks good out there. His confidence, you know, his ability to that floater going into the lane, you know, his three point shot is starting to look more fluid. It's just the dog on defense. He's he, he's going to do well. You know, he's got a bright future in DC, man. So yeah, in short, man, I love what I saw from the young guys tonight. Right. Yeah. Seven boards from Johnny Davis. He's not afraid to mix it up and be physical. Uh, Quentin Jackson, ten points, two rebounds. Showed off some of his athleticism. He didn't miss the alley oop dunk, but he just showed off the athleticism, and the Wizards could use that. Um, yeah, shout out to Amber Nichols for her recruiting or, you know, talent evaluation. I thought she's done a good job of that uh, for sure. And then these guys look ready. Isaiah Todd, uh, he only got three minutes. I think he should get more minutes because it's the end of the year. Um, but when he did get in, he did have a turnover and uh, he missed a shot short. But I'm not going to, you know, go too hard on him because, you know, you kind of got dead legs when you only get in with three minutes left in the game. You know, you, you're coming in cold. So I'm I'm not really – Gonna critique Isaiah Todd too much, but um, you know, they gotta make a decision with him. And then Drew Gooden was saying that on the broadcast too, like what are they gonna do with this guy uh next year? You know, this is going into year three. Are you still trying to develop him and let him play? Or if you're not gonna let him play, then you know, what's the plan with him? So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Isaiah Todd. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man, because like you said, um, if you're not gonna give him playing minutes, then you know, give him an opportunity to play somewhere else. You know, like I said, year three. I just I don't I don't know what he did. <laughs> I mean, he must have made somebody mad, man, because he has gotten very minimal playing time. And you know, I thought that you know he had potential. You know, you, you he's a, he's a big who can stretch the floor. He just needs to add a little bit of weight. 
and he 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 has to add a little aggressive you know, a little aggression to his game man mm. he's, he's a little passive you know he's not really you know he's got to get a little angry on the court man but mm. i think he'd be all right whether it's here or whether it's somewhere else i think you know if he puts the work in he's got the intangibles to be a pretty solid player man so yeah we definitely we'll talk about him more probably tomorrow i mean he's a guy that you know He's a he's a three point shooting big doesn't put the ball on the floor much yeah he's, he's got to get in the weight room too still like you said aggressiveness as to uh, and physicality super yeah. athletic but you know just has a he has a lot he has a lot to work on for sure so uh, but we're gonna get to Wes Unsell Jr. being brought back before we do get into that uh, today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta grocery school shopping and getting a little something for yourself you know you're already doing it so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing. That's your game, your that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. A typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. You can earn two and a half times more, two, time, two and a half times that in, a, in, a, in cash back from Ibotta or even more depending on how much you use Ibotta. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just to try Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. Um, so, yeah, Isaiah Todd, one more thing. He definitely has to work on ball handling. There's a lot of times, like, like he tried to go baseline, he turned the ball over. That's one thing right there. Physicality, is he going to post up? Can he shoot the three? Rebounding is, I want to see him rebound the ball more. In the summer, I didn't think he rebounded the ball enough as well. But like I said, he only got in for three minutes, so we'll, we'll see what happens with him. But let's talk about what Sunset Jr. Per the Athletic, I want to say it was per Sham Sharania or per Josh Robbins. The Washington Wizards are bringing back Wes Unsell Jr. They're announcing this even before the season is over. I want to say probably because out of respect, they just don't want to leave any speculation out there that Wes Unsell Jr. is not going to come back. Uh, what are your thoughts on the report that Wes Unsell Jr. will be will be brought back to the Washington Wizards? Um, very predictable. I, I, I kind of saw it's going to happen. You know, if, if they're not going to go anywhere with Tommy, they're probably not going to make any changes. They hit coaching. Uh, they've been known to not, they don't fire coaches in middle contracts. I, th- I believe this, they, uh, this ownership is only fired with, I think, one coach in the middle of a contract. And I believe that was, I'm trying to think of the coach, but, you know, Scotty Brooks, he played through his contract. And I, you know, just if you add that factor and the factor of, you know, once in sales lineage, as far as how important, his dad is to this franchise. He's going to be around for a while. But I'll say this, man. You know, then he's got he's got to up his game. You know, year three, you know, if you look at his MO coming over here from Denver, you know, you're supposed to be defense. So, and I get it. You know, I'm going to look at it from both sides. I get it. You come into an organization where, you know, you got to try to fit your system with the guys you have. And it's hard to do with veterans and young guys and, you know, no clear vision in the front office. So I get it. It was a hard situation to come into. So, look, I'm looking at two people going into the offseason, him and Tommy Shepard. 
All right, Tommy Shepard, your job is to find the personnel to implement in the system. You know, that's, that's, that's the job of the GM. You know, you know what the system is, your head coach. Go find the personnel to implement in the system. You know, what sense sells? It's time for you to up your game as a head coach. You know, just like players, they work on a game. He needs to work on his head coaching. You know, uh, he needs to work on adjustments. He needs to – I don't know if he needs to go play golf with Pat Riley and Phil Jackson, but he needs to learn <laughs> a little bit about, you know, really trying to be – you know, somewhat try to be vocal in, in the locker room, man. You know, really try to, like, take control of the locker room. Easy. He needs to solidify himself as a head coach. Take over the locker room, show some leadership, and set a standard. And th- that's my charge for West Sunset because, you know, like I said, it was predictable. I, di- I didn't see them moving on because I just know this organization. But he's got ways to go as a head coach, you know, especially if this, you know, this team, because this tells me that, they're, you know, the chances of them trying to run him back is, is getting higher just because they're trying to keep the certain pieces in line. So, you know, that, that's where I'm at, E, man. Um, you know, I kind of saw it happening. And, you know, this is time for him. I want to see growth from year two to year three. So that's where I'm at with West, man. As long as he shows growth and as long as he's trying to make those adjustments and up his game as a head coach, we'll see. Yeah, before we started the, the episode, we talked about the best moments of Wes Unsell Jr. for his first two seasons. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the leader of men aspect. You're just having a voice over the locker room. Last year, there was a rumor that um, a player sent a text to a media member saying that the prisoners have run an asylum. You know, last year you had a lot of egos, Dinwiddie, Montrez Harrell. Of course, you know, Brad has a strong ego, Bertans. Um, so many guys, you know, the KCP. Mm-hmm getting into an altercation with uh, Montrose Harold, Davies, and Denny, you know, getting into an argument on the court. Um, Spencer, all the things that Spencer didn't do what he said, just not defining roles. You know, he had to, you know, we needed West to kind of step up and define roles. Some players just didn't play up to expectations too. Um, and then just the moments, you know, West has been the wrong on the wrong side of history a lot of times. The Clippers game, you know, we're about 35 points and we lose to them. You know, you don't take Dinwiddie out of the game when he's not playing well. You don't make adjustments. Tyron Lue makes adjustments. He takes he puts the bench in the game, and the bench plays way better than your star than the Wizards starters that they have. And inbounding the ball has been a problem. Clutch moments has been a problem. Kyle Kuzma has spoke up about uh, West Sunset Jr. and some of the play calling. You know, just giving the ball to Brad every time in a clutch, uh, and it, it has sometimes it's working, and there's a lot of times where it's failed. Um, we lead the league in giving up 15 plus point leads. You know, the common denominator in that. That happened last year and is happening this year is Wes Unsell Jr. Um, giving up 100 points in a paint to the Nuggets. That was a historic, historically bad record. Uh, losing by 41 points to the Nets at home. That was a historically bad uh, a showing there as well. Um, so Wes, he's really on the wrong side of history. I know his dad has been on the better side of history winning championships and being an MVP. But, you know, Wes Unsell Jr., his, his struggle so far, two years where you're under 500, you don't even make the play in with Wes Unsell Jr. as the coach. And a lot of, some of it's not his fault, but he's definitely not innocent at all. Um, you know, does he get the best out of his players? Some of the rotations questionable as well. Um, I do think the Wizards, in hindsight, I do think it probably would have, would have been a better option for them to go to a coach with experience, especially for the guys last year with the, with the different egos and just being in the league for a long time and them trying to make the playoffs, the goal is to make the playoffs. Uh, but like I said, I'm rooting for West. But you just see time and time again where they're losing leads, calling timeouts late when we need them. So it, it's a lot of improvement areas for West Enzo Jr. And, yes, you're right. This was super predictable. We know how Tommy Shepard and Ted Leonsis move. It's a lot of nepotism. It's a lot of um, 
you know, friendship and stuff like that, you know, family kind of situation where they're just not going to fire guys. They're just not. So um, I think we all saw this coming. There was maybe a small possibility because there's some good options out there. Emmy Udoka, I know a lot of people would probably say no because of the situation, but I, I wouldn't mind it. Kenny Atkinson, I want to say he's available. There's a couple of good head coaches that are still available out there. Um, but I think would gel well with this team. And like, like also what you said before with him trying to bring Kuz back, them trying to bring, bring Porzingis back. Um, they're just trying to run this back, man. They really are. They believe that this team can go somewhere. And 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 uh, like I said, maybe the third time is the charm for Wes. And Wes is back in D.C. So, you know, we're going to get to some comments unless you, unless you have anything else to say about Wild Wild Wes. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, like you said, they're super predictable, man, as an organization. They're just super predictable. I mean, it, it, I knew it was going to happen. And I think that, yeah, they're trying to run it back because they're trying to send a clear pit. Uh, picture to Kuzma and KP that they're trying to, I guess, have some. I don't know, I don't know what they're trying to do, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it, it was predictable, man. But you know, look at that West, man. Um, yeah, I mean, they get they have to get out of this buddy buddy thing, man. Find the right people for the job, and that's how you win. Stop trying to be friends, no, I, get all that, you know, find the right get people for the position, man, and go from there. But you know, as far as West Unsell, and I'm just gonna keep it short. Um, as far as West, man, you know, look. Balls in the court. You know, you got to go out there and you got to perform. You, We have to see growth from year two to year three because I'm telling you, man, a third straight year with defense being trash, I'm just saying, you know, you're going to coach your way out of D.C. And I don't care how nice Tommy and Ted think they are, man, you stink it up for a third, fourth year. I mean, the fan base is going to be ready. I mean, look, they're going to get some billboards out for you, man. So, yeah, I, I, it was predictable. But, yeah, again I – mean- the defense was ranked 20th last year and 20th this year again. Actually, yeah. they might have been ranked 25th in defensive rating. So they had the defense hasn't been any, any better than what it was with Scott Brooks. That has been disappointing so far. And they also made a trade to make West feel comfortable. They traded for Will Barry. They traded for Monte Morris, two Nuggets guys that they brought in because of the whole thing that West was, you know, not probably not comfortable with the locker room situation. But they brought in guys that knew the Nuggets system, and it still hasn't improved. So you know, what are they going to do next year? with adding guys yeah i mean yeah we'll see because you hit the nail on the head when it came to him solidifying himself as head coach look stop letting the players run in the locker room you run the locker room you know tommy stop letting players i.e bradley bill make personnel decisions you're the gm you know do your job let everybody do their job man you know i, I get real tired of this you know players running the locker room nah this is not the job you're the coach so that that's part of his growth you know going to year three you know, I hate to say this, and this is all due respect, man, but he needs to, you know, grow pair a little bit. You know, look, you, you look, man up. You're the coach. You, you, you set the tone. You know, you, you're, you're a person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, straight up. And, and this is all due respect, man. But he has to take charge of that locker room, man. You know, you letting players do whatever they want, making decisions. You know, you got Tommy up there in his office making people, you know, doing uh, Bill. Look, Spencer Dilley, that was Bill trying to play GM. So maybe he needs to stop being GM. I'm just saying that was on him. You know, acquisition that it took half the teams in the league to get the trade to go through, and then he was gone by the deadline. So I'm just saying, you know, Wes has got to step up and be the guy. You know, he really has to. He's got to run the locker room. So that that's part of me challenging him as far as his growth going from year uh, year two to year three. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that too, and um, you know, Sam Cassell is an option as well. Sam Cassell is still an option, you know, but they're they're not gonna they're not looking for a new head coach. So. Um, 
but yeah, we'll we'll get to comments. Uh, there was something else I was gonna say, but I I forgot. I'll probably remember during the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, before we move on to comments, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. My favorite. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's slide in the comments because it's sure to get interesting. So let's Yes, sir. It's already heating up. Um, somebody, John Blue said Brandon wants to smoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, yeah, this just the late the late game play calling was definitely frustrating from Wes. It was very predictable. Bradley built Bradley built isolations. Oh, and what else I was going to say as well is that um, Porzingis. I think a, a part of that, a part of why Porzingis, you know, Porzingis would go crazy in the first half. You know, he'll he'll have what twenty two points at the first in the first half at halftime, and he'll end the game with twenty four or twenty five points. You know, is that coaching? Is that Przingis? Is that the other team making adjustments? I do think some of that is coaching. Get your guy who's hot the basketball. Why is Przingis having having forty three points, and he's not taking the last shot of the game? You know, I think there's other guys that you can use, and Kuzma was saying that too. So, um, I think Brad's a great player. He's had some clutch moments, but a lot of times he's had some clutch turnovers, and I think West definitely just easily was like okay let's just give brad and get out the way and, it, and a lot of times it didn't work yeah but that that comes along with the responsibility I mean, you know it's just mm. you you see too much of bradley bill you know having a lot more responsibility than he should have as far as within the organization man you know Wes again has to be that guy you know i mean mm. we we both know and we've we've been witness to the fact that when this team runs the offense through kp or coos they're more successful you know, stop letting Brad bring the ball up. That, 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 that is a decision that coaching makes. You know, players don't make that decision. And that, that and that's why I sit and made a comment I did about West, man. You know, you dictate what your system does. You dictate the plays you run, not the players. You dictate it, man. And, and that's the thing that I think that's really rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way in D.C. is you see that behind the scenes where, you know, management's kind of like, oh, you know, make sure you make Bill the guy. But the, the fact of the matter is, Bill's more, he's Bill is successful when he has guys around him who can carry the weight. You know what I'm saying? So running the offense through KP and Kuz just works better. So yeah, I mean West has to he's got to take charge, man. He's got to be the coach, not mm-hmm. Bradley Bill. Right, hundred ten percent, hundred ten percent. It's really fandom says first off, I would like to apologize if my comments offend you. Much respect for the show. Question: If West has no respect or control of this team, can't develop or adjust? Why keep him? Bottom five coach. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, you know, and, and if we were – it sounded like the fan base, if the fan base had control of the team, West would not be brought back. Uh, but we just know how this, this franchise and this organization, how they operate and how they make moves. Um, they're just not going to fire West. Um, even with Scott Brooks, they didn't fire Scott Brooks. They parted ways. It was the end of his contract. They decided not to bring him back. Uh, Randy Whitman, I can't remember if they fired him or parted ways. Uh, the end of his contract because I know they they try to bring in Kevin Durant so they brought in Scott Brooks. Yeah, I think that's the that's the one time that they they fired yeah. somebody. I think that's it. Yeah, Randy Whitman. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I, I'll, you know, I'll probably Google it to make sure. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just what they do. And even even Ernie Grunfeld, you know, they fired him. But at the same time, you know, how how many years was Ernie Grunfeld here? Ernie Grunfeld was for many many years, so it took them a long time to even get to that point. So this this Ted Leonsis, he's not gonna fire he's not gonna fire you unless you're really just awful, um, or there's some type of scandal. And um, Tommy Shepard, you know, he's going to keep his job. He's going to be brought back next year, too. And he'll probably be brought back the year after as well. So um, I'm just I'm not surprised. And Israeli fandom. Yeah, your comments, they don't offend me at all. I don't know about you, Brandon, but, you know, we we definitely enjoy your comments on the show. There's never a dull moment with you. (laughs) Yeah, you're good, man. You know, you keep the entertainment rolling, man. So (laughs) it's all good. Um, Yeah, with West, man, it's it's predictable. It just and same thing with Tommy. Tommy's gonna be around for a while because if you look at Ernie, Ernie was here for a minute and he should be fired by 10 years before he got fired. So it's just they're overly loyal, man. And it's they're loyal to a fault, and that's what it is. You know, you gotta in this business, you cannot be friends. You know, you gotta be able to cut trade, you know, you know, just name the game, man. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Right. I guess we can do one more comment and then we'll We'll uh, save the rest for the for the episode for tomorrow. Got you. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this is a funny one right here. Boston Wild says, "Wonder what type of gum West shoes think is meant." <laughs> yeah, he, he be chewing the heck out of that gum, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the sign said true. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, I think looking at the comments, man. I. You know, if it was up to us, man, it's pretty much 99.8% fire West, man, compared. Yeah. I, I don't even think we have one on here about keeping I think 100%, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So that tells you, you know, looking at the pulse of the fan base, man, it tells you what a lot of us know. Oh, yeah, Boss Wild, man, appreciate you. Yeah, y'all, as you know, we hit 3K, man, so let's keep it rolling, man. Let's keep the ball rolling. Yeah, Definitely thank you, Boss Wild. Yeah, thank you, Boss Wild, for sure. Shout out to the 301 area code. I am from the 301. I do have a 301 number still uh, as well. So thank you. Uh, I just want to thank you guys. Is, Brandon, is there anything you want to add before we wrap it up? Uh, no, sir. Yeah. Uh, appreciate y'all, man. Yep. All right, guys. I want to thank you guys for a lot for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day to, or today. Now make your second listen game to game. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever. You get podcasts. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.